This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Two fighters teaching a lesson to some folks from the Westboro Baptist Church. You've seen these these so-called church people who hang out outside of events, mainly down in the United States with the signs. Military funerals, they'll protest every military funeral. Most belligerent signs. everyone else's lifestyles and yelling super offensive things as people walk past. Well, a bunch of uh, bigots from the Westboro Baptist Church were picketing a Foo Fighters show in Kansas last week. So Dave Grohl and and the boys decided to get out there and engage. This is how they did it. They got up on a flatbed truck with all their instruments and they drove past the picketers. I got something to say. Because you know what? I love you. I do. The way I look at it is I love everybody. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Can't you just love everybody? Because I think it's about love. That's what I think. I think we're all about love. And you shouldn't be hating. You know what y'all should be doing? You should be dancing. One, two, you know what to do. Go on. for auto-tune on that at Disco album yeah, number one. I, I love the Foo Fighters. Gotta say, the studio version of the <laughs> Bee Gees covers sound a lot better than the live versions. Yeah. That is so funny, though, watching them, because they pulled up, like, on a big flatbed truck, and the one lady holding, like, a belligerent sign, she's kind of, she can't help it, but her butt yeah. starts kind of grooving, like she's at the side of, like, the Soul Train line, you know, she starts kind of getting into it. It's the Bee Gees. You, you can't, can't resist. It. Huh? <laughs> it starts moving. It's like we always say, Jim, what's the best when someone comes at you with negativity, you kill them with kindness. Of course. And that's Spread what the, the Foo Fighters did there. Because you know what? I love you. This is an incredible fact that I found out. I was looking, listening and looking up interesting stuff about Bob Seger online. What do you think Bob Seger's only number one hit on the Billboard Top 100 chart is? He's only had one. He's only had one number one hit in his career on the Hot 100. You're going to say Like a Rock. Like a Rock. Good guess. Made me want to buy a Silverado back in the day. (laughs) I'll give you a hint. It's from a movie soundtrack. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Old Time Rock and Roll when the the slide in. What movie was that? Risky Business, Tom Cruise. That's what I would have guessed as well, Jim. No? It's from the 1987 film Beverly Hills Cop 2. Busted. <laughs> Shakedown from Beverly Hills Cop 2. That Bob Seger's so only number one. Unseeger like. Very unseeger like. That's like when everybody who was like a rocker in the 80s tried like the new style. Yeah, they, they got the like synth- synthesizers yeah. out, gave it a shot. It worked for him. He got a number one song out of it. So. Another tune I was listening to, and, and for years, I always thought this was like a super romantic song. 
You know, slow dance. Yeah. At a wedding. But then I listened to the... Have you listened to the lyrics? I listened to the lyrics closely and I realized what it was about, Listen. I remember standing on a cone at midnight Trying to get my courage up There was this long, lovely dancing little club downtown Loved to watch her do her stuff Strip club, maybe? Go-go dancer. Through the long, lonely nights She filled my sleep Her body softly swaying To that smoky beat Down on Main Street yeah, I thought this was about like small love in your small town, and you know, you'd go out there and the. But I think it, he's in love with uh, an exotic dancer. And this was a prelude to fell in love with the stripper. It's like a cla- <laughs> classier version. Well, it gets creepier if you keep listening to the song. Not only does he like watching her dance at the club, but he's waiting for her outside when she finishes work. Uh oh. Well, I stand outside. Just to watch her walk on past <laughs> Hiding in some trash cans <laughs> In a tree with binoculars I'd be waiting there I followed her home about 20 paces behind her So she wouldn't guess those bitches I just wanted to smell her hair There's a fine line between romantic and creepy Really, in, in music form Yeah it's Hard to tell the difference sometimes <laughs> Like, there's people who probably have used that as their wedding song. (laughs) (laughs) Not realizing it is about Bob Seger stalking a stripper. (laughs) And Jim, we've talked about this before. I know you said that you would uh, be all for it if you were offered the opportunity to go to Mars and be one of the first Mars colonists, right? Pioneer, yeah. You'd do it. You'd risk your own life. Even if there was no way back, you would go to Mars given the opportunity. I think if I, yeah, if I had not much going on back on Earth, and like if I didn't have kids, I would do it. Now's the time. Now's the time to do it, Elon. Are you listening? Uh, Would you do this? NASA is hiring people to pretend to live on Mars for a year. Oh, okay. They're looking to hire four people who will live in a 1,700-square-foot enclosed space with no windows for a year. Wow. You'll only eat astronaut food, and you'll have limited contact with friends and family online. So all the discomforts of going to Mars without any of the glory. <laughs> yeah. I, this is obviously to test the human body, I'm guessing, right? Well, it sounds like a psychological experiment. <laughs> See how long before you start killing each other. Yeah, this is a, like, a very elaborate saw plot. I'm just on the website here. Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analogs. Mission One. It doesn't have a salary here. I don't know how much you'd get paid to do this. Because I'm sure we'd all do it if we were getting paid enough money. Yeah, if it was like $100,000 a year, I think there'd be a lot of people signing up. But if it was like, you know, $25,000, maybe not. All the tang you can drink, though. I'd need a couple mil, I think, to... (laughs) Lock myself away. Yeah. Yeah. If you With had strangers. To. Totally. Is there any of that anti-grav stuff going on? Because, like, if you got to do, like, the cool... So 
like like, like the spaceman walk stuff, like the artificial walk. No, nothing. It, you just live in a <laughs> tiny capsule. It's all light deprivation, awkward social interactions, <laughs> and poo potatoes. That's poo potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon poo potatoes. You got to grow your own food. <laughs> In your feces. They don't say anything about poo potatoes, but you got to think they're going to throw in a twist. They're accepting applications till September 17th. If you're looking to apply, NASA's website. Back at work after a week vacation where <laughs> we did nothing but not talk to each other. That was that was uh, the highlight of my week off, Jim. I loved it too. Not having to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> or have to see your face through a screen. Yeah. <laughs> It is weird. You look so. You look good, though. You got a haircut or something? Did last I, week? Yeah. Shout out to my friends Scott and Jill who got married on the weekend, and I had to clean myself up. Oh yeah, you went to a wedding. I did. Yeah. First one in a couple of years, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly almost forgot how to tie a tie. I had to like really rethink about how to do the whole thing. It's been two years since I've had to tie one. That's what YouTube's for, Jim. <laughs> I wish I was the guy who posted the how to tie a tie video on YouTube. Oh, easy. 30-second video and probably 50 million views. Yeah. The the how to tie a tie guy is, I'm guessing, making 20 grand a month. (laughs) (laughs) Simply on a four-step process video. Uh And then he's got the double Windsor. That's getting him another 10 grand a month. Yeah. I've never bothered. Look at this one. How to tie a tie. 82 million views. Exactly. How to tie the Windsor. Same guy. 31 million views. I'm telling you. Holy cow. You just had to be the first. 11 years ago. The guys are tired, probably. <laughs> what is going on with this world? We were just joking about my kid going to day camp. And how excited my wife and I are after having them at home, homeschooling with the the online e-learning stuff. And then uh, he's been with us every day this summer. Love the guy. (laughs) Great little guy. But it is going to be nice to have him in camp this week and, and get a little break. And I made the joke. If someone wants to make a lot of money, they should become a scalper for uh, spots in day camps Mm -hmm. because parents are desperate to get a little break from their kids, especially after what we dealt with with COVID-19. We got a text message from Steve, one of our listeners, sent us this global news story. Now, it's not quite scalping day camp positions, but pretty close, Jim. Yeah, here's the headline. Ontario drive test appointments sold online for hundreds of dollars. Is this legal? Turns out it is a legal gray area depending on, you know, what what is exactly happening. So you, I haven't found if it's actually legal or not because it's kind of a gray area. But this is happening everywhere across Ontario. So your driver's test, you get your license? G, G license or G2, any practical test that you have to go in or share a vehicle with somebody are all backed up. They just reopened it June 14th. So as soon as they opened up the online portal to sign up, people were waiting for three hours in a queue trying to get a spot for their license. There were 700,000 people in Ontario trying to get uh, their licenses, so they're being told that they had to wait till November, and they'd have to drive two or three hours away to a different city. Some people are being told they had to wait till 2024 to get a license test. Wow. So, and it, it, how much do you think it would cost like, to get a spot? From a, from a scalper. From a scalper. Or whatever you want to call it, these scammers. 
twelve hundred bucks. No, it's not that crazy. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, are are the low end ones, and the one they showed an example from Toronto was uh, three hundred dollars. How does it work though? Because don't you wouldn't you have to give your name and stuff when you book the appointment and. You can transfer that to someone else? I don't understand. I'm not sure, but this is just how they described it here. Driving test date for G2. I have a date available for the 4th of August for the G2 test at Port Union. Anybody looking to buy out can contact me. $300. They're saying, though, that like a lot of these places are regulated by uh, the Ontario government, but not owned by the Ontario government necessarily. So they're saying that some of these places are... So here's a quote. Some driving schools are using new students' information without their consent to book road tests in mass and then swap them with customers later. So it sounds like some of these places that actually... It's an inside job. The, it's an inside job, essentially. So they're selling it through a third party, like anonymously on Reddit, but there, or Facebook Marketplace, but they're the ones who book the appointments under fake students' names, real students' names, sorry, so all the information is legit, but then when they have a new customer, they just swap it out. Wow. They're always trying to get you. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. The good news is, though, Hamilton has opened up a new ministry for temporary tests, so there will be one in Hamilton serving Niagara, so hopefully it'll be easier to get one in Hamilton, but there's a few popping up in cities across Ontario right now. You know, for a, a couple extra dollars, will someone take the test for me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already gone this far. Not a great parallel parker. Just getting caught up on my celebrity gossip here. I'm on the TMZ website. The headline is, O.J. Simpson doesn't want to go back to Los Angeles because he doesn't want to run into the real killer. <laughs> <laughs> He's worried he might, might bump into him. Yeah, or bump into a mirror. Uh-huh. Storefront, shiny window. OJ in a recent interview says that his parole officer has allowed him to visit his kids in Florida, but he won't be visiting Los Angeles anytime soon. He says, quote, I have trouble with L.A. People may think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. They might be closer than you think, OJ. And the guy's been waiting 30 years to get to follow up with OJ. He's he's sticking with the I didn't do it here. He adds, I figured eventually someone would confess to something, you know. <laughs> yeah, you think. I had one suspect that I told my lawyers to look at. I still think he might be involved, but I can't talk about it. Mm. Because it's you? Because it's incriminating? <laughs> It just stop talking about it, dude. You're not fooling anybody. I wonder I wonder who it could be. I don't want to go to Los Angeles. I might bump into the real killer. I feel like it could be any town in any town I'm in uh, yeah. at any time. <laughs> it's like he's following me. I wanna see you peacock. You peacock. Kaz and Jim, Devin Peacock is off this week. We've got Mike Stubbs joining us for sports from Global News Radio. And we were off last week. We, we haven't discussed the Evander Kane gambling story. What's going on, Stubbs? You know, this kind of began with some allegations from Anna Kane. That has certainly taken the hockey world and put a focus on Evander Kane. Anna Kane is Evander's estranged wife. And as, as Evander called her, soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe that's an easier way to say it. Uh -huh. that's, that's better. And her claims said, and they were posted on Instagram, 
that Evander was betting on NHL games, and some of those games were his own. And one of the quotes in this Instagram post was that he was throwing games with bookies to win money. These are very, very serious allegations. Now, in amongst all of this, we've got to remember that Evander Kane has declared in his Chapter 7 bankruptcy filing, which he filed in January, that $1.5 million in losses were due to sports wagering. So he has admitted that, yes, he does gamble and does gamble on sports. Mm. He did so in a legal filing. The National Hockey League is going to investigate this, and these are incredibly serious allegations. If they are proven true, you have to wonder what kind of punishment might await because you think about another sport, Major League Baseball and Pete Rose. Pete Rose was banned for life and is still, you know, is still kind of in the, the same situation where a lot of people will look at him as not the guy with 3,000 hits, but the guy who bet Pete on Rose baseball. said he never bet on the games that he played in, though, correct? Well, did I, did I hear he never bet on his team losing, which is a big difference. If you're betting on your team to win, I mean, it's still shady, but if you're tanking a game to purposely lose, that is a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, that that story is the one that pops up, and you'd hate to think that this story was anything like it. So right now, what you really hope, because there's a family involved here, and that's the other side of this, where Evander Kane's marriage is breaking up, I believe there's a child involved in this. So you want everything to kind of go as smoothly as possible because those can be incredibly well, you, difficult. You do, but for, for schlubs like us who grind it out every day to make a living, when you hear about a guy who has the world in the palm of his hand and he's throwing his money away, whether he's betting on his own games or not, he's losing millions of dollars. It, it's so frustrating. What would we do if we had that money? Probably the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, but that's you raise a great point. I mean, Taz, this is how easy it is to say, hey, these guys have all the money in the world. It's remarkable. And so he is in Chapter 7 bankruptcy filings. He has, he has millions and millions owed to creditors of all kinds in this bankruptcy filing. So as much money as you can make, you can lose even more. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.